Good evening and welcome to NUFC Matters. It's Thursday, which means I'm joined by Gibbo and Super Matt. Good evening, lads. Hi, Steve. Hi, sad, sad news. That's all we seem to be getting uh, in 2022, Malcolm. Um, you've got some bad news from Shez McDonald today. Yes, unfortunately, um, over the last week, um, Billy, our dog, uh, has gone rapidly downhill. And uh, so we went to see the vet today. And well, he's gone to the great kennel in the sky. And uh, so we'll, we'll uh, miss him. We'll miss him on yeah. this show, Malcolm. We he's certainly in, all miss him, I think. His yeah. interventions, um, I mean, we had half a time side betting on how long it would take before <laughs> Billy took you out for a walk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, you'll you'll have to get Carol to do the barking and, uh, you know. Well, Interfering yeah. <laughs> with your wire beneath the table. But I was going to say, I'm, I'm John, she's in, always barking at me. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't death by wires under the under the chair, Malcolm. At least, anyway, you know, it was something. That's that right. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't uh, get trapped in wires. But uh, no, bless him. It, it was all getting a struggle for him. So, so it, it's, it was all all for the best. I think. Yeah, never, yeah. never good, never good when you lose an animal no. because they become part of the family. And uh, our thought were you and Carol, mate. So, oh, um, well, that's kind, thank you. No problem, and I'm sure you'll get plenty of love from the viewers as well. Um, and uh, wow, we need uh, we need plenty of love in uh, this program tonight, don't we? This uh, this oh. team of ours, John. Um, you know, I, you. I, I, I only predicted a narrow 1 0 win last week. Um, and I wasn't far off. I was only five, six minutes away from being correct. But unfortunately, John, once again, we felt it was sucker punch and uh, we got a draw, which was neither used to, to, to nothing to either no. team, really. Let's face it. And we'll, Watford probably felt as if they'd come away with three points after that, but it was awful for us. It, it was. It was awful. I mean, to be truthful, the last two games, Newcastle United, I haven't seen it coming. I thought we would beat Cambridge and I thought we'd beat Watford. We had the huge build-up to Cambridge where we got Trippier in, class, class act. We were excited. We went in. You could feel the excitement on the terraces before the game. What happens? We're at home. We lose to a third-tier club and get knocked out the cup. We're absolutely deflated. We'll get a lift again midweek. We'll get a £25 million centre-forward in. Hope abounds again in every Geordie breast. We'll go to the game with Watford. And what happens? Two minutes from time, we're sitting looking at each other, thinking, this is going to happen. This is good. And again, we're deflated. It, it's like being at the bottom of a mine shaft at midnight and somebody blows the candle out, isn't it? pitch black. I mean, it is absolutely dreadful. And when you when you look at Watford, you know, they come up here, seven defeats on the trot, and they hadn't kept one clean sheet all season. So we knew we were going to score, because they let you score, and we did score. What happens then? We finish the game, and we've had one shot on target all game at home, to Watford, and that was the goal. Now, what mm. does that tell you about this side? Um, mm. And we knew we would concede because our defence is as bad as theirs, and we did. And quite frankly, I'm fed up. It's gone beyond a, a joke with our two centre-halves now. I mean, Lascelles, it's easier to say what's right with him, nothing, than what's wrong with him because it would take the whole of this programme. He passes the ball abysmally straight forward into midfield to one of their players. He can't defend. He gets pulled around. He defends the ball in the air by pushing, blatantly pushing the centre forward in the back. You see it every time he goes with a guy. Shea is, is one-paced. He might be good on the ball, but he's one-paced. He gets pulled about easy. We're an unmitigated disaster. And at this moment, we're going on to Leeds with nobody else through the door. And that is frightening if you saw Leeds play West Ham live, which I did, and they were excellent. I mean, it has been depressing. We have now, as we stand here, we have 
played 22 games in all competitions this season were won once when the Burnley goalkeeper dropped the ball. Good finish by Callum Wilson, but the, the Burnley goalkeeper dropped the ball and we won. One win in 22 and we've got knocked out of both the domestic cups. First hurdle yeah. at home. And that's where we stand and we've got to face up to it. That's currently as good or as poor as this team is. Yeah, yeah, Malcolm, I mean, we spent pre-match and post-match together at the Dog and Parrot, as always. You were mm -hmm. doing the barracks up at the club uh, as well. I mean, what was your what was your take, firstly, on the game? And, and what was the feedback you were getting from fans about, you know, Eddie Howe's, you know, first time at the club? And, you know, the, you know he's, he's had 10 games now. A lot of people are saying that maybe he isn't the answer because his record is no better than Steve Bruce's. There's a little bit of that flying around, but what... What was your, your take on the game and then how how are fans seeing this from your perspective? Well, yeah, <laughs> um, he's still playing um, in the main, Steve Bruce's side. So he, he needs time to be able to develop what what he sees as a fitting side for Newcastle United and, and, and what he desires. So, um, and it's always difficult with, with only two transfer windows in a season. Um, these days, um, albeit um, I, I, a lot of people were saying to me how unimpressed they were with Chris Wood up front, and I couldn't disagree with them. Uh, I, I thought he was quite immobile and really didn't take much part in the game. With regards to playing at, at Leeds, what I would do to try to resolve that, and I um, I understand Dwight Gale is is back in the fold and he's fit, um, and I play two up front because at the at the moment Newcastle United are not doing enough to win games, and win games they must if they are to survive in the Premiership. Draws aren't doing the job, and uh, um. And so, I would I would play Dwight Gale and um, and Chris Wood up front, uh, and look for one to play off the other. I think that Chris that, that Chris Wood he he looked to me as if he was a little boy lost, and he wasn't look he wasn't looking to dominate in the air. He wasn't looking to dominate on the ground um, and he didn't seem really to know where he should be running and, and what, what he should be doing. Play somebody with him and then there's communication and then we might set, suddenly see something spark off. Um, I was absolutely horrified that you can go a half at home, a full half, and not get a shot at, on target. Um, and then, when Newcastle United scored four minutes in, in, um, after the restart, that leaves, for heaven's sake, that's leaving 40 minutes of play. And nobody was getting forward. Nobody looked to get a shot. And, I, and I, I was just sitting there thinking, what on earth am I actually witnessing? It, it's almost as if they're being told not to get forward. And I don't believe that. I don't believe they're being told that. Um, uh, that having got 1-0 up, you give an impetus to the opposition. You've got to contain for 10 minutes that impetus for them to get forward and, and get, get the goal back. But from there, what you, what, what you must do is, and particularly at home, is start driving forward, looking to get the second goal and get the second goal for heaven's sake. And if there's a goal late on, as there was, You've, you've, you've still got a one-goal lead. But a, you make it 2-0 and, and it depletes 
the confidence of, of of the other side. It takes the it takes the ski the steam out of them. Um, and and Newcastle, they don't seem to want to play a psychological game. They don't want to play a forward game. They don't want to play a goal scoring game. And nothing was created by the team whatsoever. The goal that was scored was an individual goal. He went on a Maisie. So nobody else actually took part in creating a, a, a chance at goal. Nobody else. They just didn't take part in looking to make a goal-scoring opportunity. This is the premiership, for heaven's sake. People are getting paid tens and tens of thousands of pounds a week. And what are they doing for it? They're not helping the club out at all if this is the way that they're going to go. And so you've got nothing happening up front. You've got no threat on, on the opposing goal. But at the other end, you've got a centre-half who's playing the fourth bottom side, absolutely pooing his pants. And that's exactly what Lascelles looked as, to me as if uh, what was going on, that he was frightened stiff and it affected and, and then he couldn't get rid of the ball quick enough and, and inaccurately so. Um, and he was, uh, he, he, he was causing a panic. More, he was causing more panic in Newcastle's back line than, than Watford did for, for uh, 90% of the game. Um, so Eddie Howe must be looking at it and thinking, what the hell is going on? It's I could, Malcolm, I quite agree on Chris Wood. I was so disappointed it was untrue. I thought it was a, a poor debut. Uh, th this guy knows the Premier League well. He's played in the Premier League mm -hmm. for four or five seasons now with Burnley. Um, and what bothered me, I mean, there's a total lack of pace there. Uh, that, that concerned me because... When you play the Chris Wood way, you're restricting your team. He's a bit like, although he's a different man on the floor, but it was a bit... When you had Win Davies at Newcastle and they won the first cup, Newcastle had to play a certain way to get the best out of Win Davies. Otherwise, it's not worth having Win Davies in the side. If you've got Chris Wood in the side, you've got to play a certain way to help Chris Wood. But... Even so, and he didn't get the service that he required, sometimes, Malcolm, and you did this, and, and Shearer did this, and, and loads of centre-forwards, inferior centre-forwards also did it. Sometimes you've got to make something happen for yourself. And he looked lethargic. He looked... Mm -hmm. he, he didn't look... It, to have get up and go, it concerned me. Sure. To, to John, you're absolutely right. If, it, to watch that, his that, body language, making yeah. a debut for Newcastle at twenty-five million pounds centre forward, you want him to be bursting the gut, even if it then doesn't work for him. His touch wasn't great. His touch wasn't great. The ball didn't stick up there. I will give him one thing, and I mentioned it on this podcast, guys, last week. If you play him, you need two wingers that, when they get the ball, they drop the shoulder once and whip it crossing. Because you don't want the fella going in, having to check, come back out. And I said last week that if you play uh, Sam Maximum as one of the wingers, he will not do that. He, he'll check, he'll come back on his foot, he'll go again, he'll try to dither the fullback. The centre forward's going in and out like a yo-yo in the meantime. Uh, I said... If you're going to play San Maximum in the side as opposed to dropping him, and the theory seems to be with the manager, you've got to play him in the hope he does what he did on the goal. If you're going to play him, surely you've got to play him in a sort of 10 role, if you like, where he's giving some sort of support to Wilson and going through the middle doing his ears. If he's doing that out there, then you're wasting 50% of the strength of Wood because he's not whipping the ball in first time. And mm. if you look at the San Maximum game against Watford, he was poor. 
outside of his goal, which was wonderful, the rest of his play, San Maximum was poor. Absolutely. Johnny, he was worse than that. Yep, he was, it was poor. absolutely shocking. He, he didn't yeah. have a good game whatsoever. <laughs> and you know what worries me with him now? I'm beginning to think, is he the answer to our problems or is he our problem? Did we not? Are we doing him a little bit of injustice? Because my my recollection was that Watford came with a game plan to mark him out the game, and the second half, like a lot of teams do, they came back out of the changing rooms and they switched off for five minutes, and that was the only time he really broke free. The rest of the time, he was running down blind alleys in the second half, and then, as always, he seems with 15, 20 minutes to go just to chuck it, chuck it in when it's not going Steve, his way. Steve, if 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 he could do what he threatens to do regularly. Yeah. If he had a, a first touch and then bang and finished, if he got his head up and saw things and played people in, if he played like that, he wouldn't be at Newcastle. He'd be with a Champions League side. He is with Newcastle because he does what he does, mm-hmm. which is flatter to deceive a lot of the time. And my concern about him now, guys, when I look closely at him, is that he's beginning to believe himself that he's been let down by his teammates. And, you know, if you listen to his interview after the game, it was, I score and put us ahead, but we still can't win, etc., etc. As if it's other people's fault all the time, when he could do better. And when we, he was in his pomp a few weeks back or a little while back, he was vibrant, wasn't he? When he got the ball, your backside automatically left your seat because you were waiting for something to happen. It doesn't do that at the moment. It doesn't do that at the moment. And I'm not disputing that he'll get down because you look at the team and you, you don't see a lot going for you. But at this moment, I'm very concerned because we know he can do something. But I'm very concerned in the meantime... That, um, you know, he's getting as disillusioned as the rest of us. And if you look at his game against Watford, I thought he was genuinely poor. Okay, I yeah, I mean, was... I've, I've criticised him when I, when, when I felt he was poor. And, John, you, you, you know, you've watched Newcastle a lot longer than I have. And you can see a bad player or a player that's not yeah. performing as, as much as the next man. So it all comes down to opinions, of course. A bit like Chris Wood. I mean, look, he never got a ball. John has made the point there. He didn't receive one pass in, into feet. Surely the other players should have been more to help them. He, yeah, he only I, won, he won two at us, and that was all that he really had. Yeah, I understand that, Steve. But what he wasn't doing either was he, he wasn't making the, the, the right kind of movement that you should be making up front just to get that bit of space where somebody can knock it into your feet. Um, there, was always, there was always somebody in between him and the ball. Um, and he was never looking just to make that angle. Um, and and, and it, I found him somewhat pedestrian, too pedestrian for, to play centre forward um, in, in the Premiership. Much too pedestrian. You've got you've to have movement all the time and you've got to create the space to, 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 to make the angle. I mean, on the other side of it, I'm hoping as you are, Steve, because we desperately need Newcastle United to get out of this. Mm. I'm hoping that he's scored between 10 and 14 goals the last four seasons for Burnley. Uh, When, incidentally, Malcolm, as you were saying, I think he was at his best at Burnley when he had somebody at his shoulder. Burnley were one of the rare sides that played two up top, you know. Um, and he's not going to do that. And let's make a point, John. This kid's not going to do that on his own. He needs some support. And we need yeah. somebody through the door before the end of the window. Because Chris Wood's game is playing in a front two. And at the moment, we've got no front two. Sure, sure. And but that's I mean, why I mentioned right at the start about, about putting what's, Dwight what's Gale in What's fearsome, there. though, guys, what's fearsome is we're talking what Chris Wood needs, that he needs somebody to be able to play in a two. So we've yeah. got to get somebody through the doors. I tell you what, we've got to get two centre-halves through the doors, we've got to get a left-back through the doors, we've got to get a midfield dynamo through the doors, and we've got to get a striker through the doors. And, and this That's week, we know, 
This week feels like an absolutely wasted week to me. Uh, I've got to be perfectly honest. The longer it goes on, Barry Hogan made a good point. He says, why are we not looking at UK-based centre-halves? He says, we seem to be avoiding them like the plague. Tarkowski and Cody especially, rather than these foreign untried players who don't want to come. Now, it looks right, like we're getting messed thing, around. Is this, like not, is this not the, uh, the Premier League clubs have got together and said, we're not going to deal with Newcastle United? Mm. Well, we've got Woods. And, and it, it, is that now starting to seriously uh, show, show its head? I think I think everybody, Malcolm, has got together and they've said one of two things. Either they're going to do that off their foreign club. The, the Newcastle United are a sponge. Let's get them dry. Yeah. Know, because they've yeah, got yeah. money. Um, if you deal with the Diego Costa thing that's gone on and on and on and on. Mm. Carlos, and, Diego Car uh, Carlos, you mean the centre-half? Yes, the, cent the Brazilian centre-half. I mean, that's gone on, non, 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 non. Sure. I think he's you know, asked for a transfer now, John, well, hasn't he? According to last night, I mean, before, at this time yesterday, we were under the impression he asked for a transfer to force through a, a situation to Newcastle. Uh, he was going to do the honourable thing and play for Sevilla last night and then we presumed he'd be on his way to Newcastle. Uh, and then suddenly after the game it's all different you know what it reminded me of guys when we went for Emery is to be our manager remember he was past the, the post he had a final game for his club that night at the end of that game he come out and announced that he mm -hmm. just changed and was staying with the club and with this this Brazilian boy at Sevilla we've got ourselves into the same situation and I agree with Stephen it's probably harsh on new owners and a new manager, etc. But this seems like a <coughs> a wasted week. It does. Because we're going to we're now 99.9% .9 certain we're going in against Leeds with what we had against Watford because the cutoff time is lunchtime tomorrow and we can't get somebody in from abroad with a work permit perhaps, etc. etc. to retrust them by lunchtime tomorrow. So it has been a wasted week. Then if we get beat at Leeds We've got two and a half weeks to stew on it before we play Everton, well, because, and that's a long, long time. And as you as you would know, Steve, because you're going to go down to Leeds, what position are we going to be in by we we'll go down to Leeds? Because on Friday night, it's Watford v Norwich, and so somebody's going to get points mm -hmm. there. We yeah. are going to be worse off when we go to Leeds than we are tonight, because... Watford v Norwich means that two of our rivals either get a point apiece or one of them gets three. So we are going to be worse off by the time we kick off a I've, I've got to be honest, I've tried to be positive all the way through. And like, you know, me, Malcolm, um, you know, all the people who go to the dog and parrot on a match day, you know, we all have a good chat pre-match and then post-match. And this season's been the same. We'll go in with a load of optimism. We'll come out with our faces tripping, with, you know. And, um, you know, Holly, I think Holly Blades, who does the uh, the Sunday show with us, has been the only one who re realistically has been to most of the games home and away. I've been on a lot of the away games with her and her dad. And she's the only one who said we're doomed a few months ago. <laughs> And I've got to be honest. I, I, when I got when I got back home and I started looking at the league table, and then we did the show on Sunday, I'm, I'm more and more starting to come round to that way of thinking. Because especially the Leeds game on Sunday, when you know they went down to West Ham United, who are flying high in the Champions League position, um, you know, lost two players within a couple of minutes of each other. It looked as if it was home and dry for West Ham. The Leeds found. Leeds found something which we clearly will never find with this bunch of players at this moment in time. And that was passion, determination, skill, and just a let's get let's do this. And they got up and did it and scored the goals and they won the game deservedly. And that really has opened up this weekend, this weekend's game. Newcastle lose. If Newcastle lose now and then they get and they get beat off Evan, it, it is done. We we are we will be cast adrift at the bottom of the Premier League. And I can't see us, I can't see us recovering from yeah. this. But no, at the moment, it, it's staggering that we're actually in this situation where yeah. we're still in touch. We're two yeah, points off the fourth bottom club at this moment, and we've won one game all season, and we're extremely lucky to win that. And we're both the cup competitions. That's how bad we are. But we've noticed in the meantime, guys, this is now reduced to a four-horse race. 
for only one to escape. Because you look, Leeds have taken themselves out of this. They're 10 points ahead of us before we'll play them this weekend. Everton, whether we like it or not, and this is interesting, I believe that Everton, with the small cushion they've got, getting rid of Benitez, who was as hated by the Everton fans as Steve Bruce was by the Newcastle fans, is taking the pressure off them. And I don't think they will fall into the bottom three now. Everton. I, think I agree. Enough. They will have enough to get out of this if they're really in it. And Benitez is the key to that. So that makes it a four-horse race. Three go down and one of the four stays up. And if Watford happened to beat Norwich on Friday night, they're five points ahead of us before we play Leeds. And if we get the wrong result with Leeds, and Leeds were truly magnificent. I sat as a neutral watching them play and I had feelings neutrals must have had when they watched Newcastle play, when yeah. they were the entertainers under Kevin Keegan. You looked at them, they had nine players out, but because they were all injuries and there was no COVID, they couldn't get the game off. They had nine players out injured, including all the big hitters, Bamford and Calvin Phillips, etc., etc. Within half an hour, two more were out. So they had 11 out. They're at West Ham, who are fourth top of the league. They've been hit by injuries so bad this season, guys. Do you realise they've given eight teenagers the Premier League debuts this season? Yep. Eight teenagers. And that is a Premier League record. Eight teenagers. And it's only half a season gone. And they were magnificent to watch. You, you couldn't do anything but admire them. And if they play like that against us, it's frightening. Yeah, because it is. That they've got a high press. They're energetic. They're quick. They're direct down your throat. Can you imagine, for example, guys, in Malcolm, I'm thinking, they are quick. They get round the park. They're supremely fit. They keep going for an hour and a half. Now, yes. if we play in two central play players in our team, i.e. John Joe Shelby and Chris Wood, or so one pace that's untrue, mm. they will be bypassed, by the way, by this Leeds side. When Leeds get the ball, they will be bypassed. Because sure. if they don't... And they do flood forward. They're so one pace that's untrue. Yeah, absolutely. But also, John, that, that through the middle, you've got... Um, uh, um, you've, you've got the two centre-halves that played oh. uh, uh, against Watford and, and they're a shambles together. You've got two central midfield players who never pass to each other, never talk to each other, have nothing to do with each other, Longstaff and Shelby. Um, and so they're just playing like two individuals. So there's, so that, uh, again, there's, there's no cohesion there in the middle. And then up front... Wood wasn't taking part in the game. Um, and, and so you've got nothing through the middle, right away no. through the middle of the side. There is nothing at all. And, well, Leeds aren't daft that uh, Bielsa, he knows what he's doing. And he'll have had, uh, had plenty of uh, scout notices of, about the strengths and weaknesses of Newcastle. And, and it'll be the latter that's the long list. Um, uh, and, and he'll say, right, because they are high pressure, that uh, um, they, they are hugely fit, and they will look to work right the and way through quick, the middle. They're quick, Malcolm, aren't they? They've got, yes, they've got very quick. throughout the team. Yeah, yeah. Quick. And they'll want to go right the way through the middle um, and you can and drive a double you can drive a double decker bus through there, Malcolm. Yes. yes the you can. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really don't know what Eddie Howe will have in mind for, for the game on Saturday. But, um, but play, play 10 at the back and 10 up front and try to get a 4-4. But he might as well play 10 because nobody, nobody bothers up front. One shot in the whole of 90 minutes at home, John. To Watford. Oh. Not to Man City, to Watford. Yeah, to Watford, for heaven's sake. Um, and and it, it, it's and I don't think it's 
um, it's not all um, the, 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 the logistics and, and, and um, the attitude of the players and the, and, and, and the way in which they're playing. It's a mental thing. You know, and I, I'm, I'm watching Newcastle players. They dither um, so often through the game. Um, on the ball, they're dithering off the ball. Oh, should I make a run here? No. Um, uh, and there's, there's, there's nobody being positive. The only positive thing that actually happened in those 90 minutes resulted in a goal where St. Maximum went and he you went for what, it. What bothers me as well, guys, and it's perhaps me being so depressed, guys, having watched the last two games when I went to both games with optimism that we would beat Cambridge and then that we would beat Watford yeah. and then played so abysmally. What bothered me a little bit, and perhaps it's the depression as a Geordie facing up to the fact that we're going down, was Eddie Howe after the game saying, oh, there was no thrown teacups or, or anything like that after the game because I don't think the players would like that. Well, Bugger what the players what? would do. I would want to go in there and say, you lot are letting that 52,000 down, you're letting your badge down, you're letting me down, and you're letting the new owners down. And I tell you what, next season you won't be here, the whole lot of you, because I'll replace you. They, I wouldn't be terrified about what the players will think of me if I start losing my temper. I would have a great difficulty in not losing my temper after mm -hmm. watching two successive home games in the way we watched them, both of which had been tagged by the manager and everybody else before the games as must win and we didn't win either I'm wanting them to rattle cages when I hear yeah. that, oh we didn't throw anything about or anything because the players mightn't like that, I mean I'm flabbergasted I'm flabbergasted. The players mightn't like that. That that should be the first thing the flipping get is, is is slaughtering for it. And you know what? I look at that Newcastle team and I look at the two centre halves playing there, guys, Shaw and Lascelles. Mm -hmm. And they're so bad. You Malcolm was saying, what will Eddie Howe do down at Leeds? One of the things, and I think it's futile because I think we'll get beat anyway with the squad we have available to us. But one of the things I would do is that Dummett, out of nowhere, played a whole 90 minutes after not playing all season at left back. Mm -hmm. I would move him to centre half and drop yeah. the spells and play either Manquillo at left back or Lewis, who's almost fit enough, whichever one's fit enough. But I would get Lascelles out the team, play Dummett in there. I would like to play him with Fernandez, but at least it gets rid of one of the problems we mm -hmm. have in the centre defence. I would move Dummett there. Manquillo is able to play again after his one-match suspension. Play him or Lewis at left-back and get rid of the captain. Because some gesture has got to be made to tell everybody in that side not one of you have a right to be comfortable. You're all droppable. Yes, absolutely, John. Couldn't agree more. And um, uh, and also, uh, in, in looking to resolve that centre-half situation and what you just said, uh, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you at all. No, OK. But um... in front of them, the central midfield has got to be resolved as well because at the moment we've got two strangers... Yeah, 100%. Okay, we'll be back in a minute. We've got a, uh, we've got a shout Sorry. out to the sponsors. Here we go. NUFC Matters is sponsored by SpiderVPN. For all your internet security, Google SpiderVPN. They come up at the top of the search list. Thank you for your support. Skipsandbins.com, telephone 0800 2545 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website www.skipsandbins.com. Easy contract, free and pay as you go waste collection. Big thanks to LNG Family Funeral Directors, 01913897245. And to Garden of Healing Dispensary, CBD Hemp and Cannabinoid Specialists, www.thegohd.com. Thanks also to Arcot Interiors. Uh, you can find them on Heaton Road, Newcastle, uh, 
for all your kitchen needs. And thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle, and also the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. Thanks also to Jab Signature, jabsignature.co.uk, for all of our posters and flyers. Thanks also to Media Arts for all of our video work. You can subscribe to the channel by hitting the Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right-hand corner. Hit that button and that's it. You have subscribed for free. We still do seven shows a week. Hit the thumb up to like the video. It's very important. Click share to share to your social media and drop into the comments box to speak to like-minded Newcastle fans or to pose a question. We're also available on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean and other podcast providers. The recording usually goes up within 24 hours of the show. If you want to join the NUFC Matters cult, uh, you can get a membership pack by either going to the website, nufcmatters.com, or by scanning over this QR code. It takes you straight to the website. What do you get for your membership, which is £25 one-off payment? You get a cup, you get a pen, you get a scarf, and you get your membership card, and you go into the monthly NUFC Matters draw. Uh, we've given away some great prizes over the months, including match tickets and a PlayStation 5. Get yourself onto nufcmatters.com and become a member today. During match day seasons as well, we are at the Dog and Parrot. Uh, come and see Supermac uh, each match day, pre-match and post-match, and uh, get a photo and listen to Malcolm give us his opinions on the game at St. James's Park. Please also make donations to the food bank, nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk. It is the virtual match day bucket, and you can donate to the food bank 365 days of the year. Please give me a follow at Steve Wraith on Twitter, Steve Wraith on Instagram, and you can also give us a follow at NUFC Toon Talk on Twitter as well. Thanks very much for your support. Please leave a comment below in the chat if you are watching the show on Catch Up, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. It is very, very important. Thank you. So I've had to record that because I got sick of doing it, lads. Honest to God, <laughs> every night having to do that. So and, and the lads who, long, yes, <laughs> and the lads who do the Monday night have said, uh, "Oh, God, you've thanks a lot for doing that, Steve." Honestly, we're we're, we're on tenterhooks every time we try to do it. So Pete and Chris are happy. I've recorded it and I can re-record it and change it if I need to. So happy days. Um, I want to come back to Twister Man's point. He says, uh, guys, do you think some of the players are sulking because they know that there are fresh signings in the often? The body language in some of them is palpable. They don't seem up for the challenge. No, no, I, I don't think that. And, and there are uh, two good reasons. One, it should be driving you on to be better and better and better to be in a... Because if, you, if you're going to be good enough for a better side that, that the new players are going to create, then you yourself have got to improve greatly. Um, and, on, and on the other hand is, if you're going to be on your way, you need to be playing at the top of your game to impress the people who might sign you. You've got to be showing a, a, a real good performance to get the move that you'd like. If you get if you get sulky uh, um, uh, and uh, and you and you go backwards um, in in what you're doing out in the field, then then people they they're going to question your attitude. They're going to question your your ability and skills, and and they'll just turn off. They won't be interested. They'll look elsewhere for for potential players. So I I, I don't I don't see any good reason to um, to not do the best, albeit I can't explain some of the performances I'm seeing. I really can't. They are so shocking and good heavens above it. You, you'd think that they had never had a tactics session um, for the past three or four years, the way it's going. John, what's your take? Are, are some of them, you know just deciding that, you know, time's up and um, they're just playing out the season? Some, Most of them, the vast majority of them, virtually all of them aren't good enough. It's as simple mm. as that. Mm. 
the the auto trying or etc etc they won't be successful by trying because they're way beyond you can't see any way that Lascelles and Shaw and Shelby and Longstaff would be quality players I'm sorry it's come home to roost what's happened at Newcastle do you realize how long the vast majority of these players have been at Newcastle they've been at Newcastle for years they played for Newcastle in the Championship. They're well past their sell-by date. It, it, they're in a comfort zone. That, that you know, they're here. They'll see their career out, etc., etc. I don't think they're capable. And when you put them together, it's frightening how poor they are and how brittle they are um, mentally. Is is frightening. We have giving away winning positions in matches 21 times this season. We have given points up from winning positions. We are the biggest culprits of that in the Premier League. Ironically, this is a match, by the way, of giveaways, this match on Saturday. Leeds are the third team that's done that with they've done that 15 times we've done it 21 times and you look at the Leeds defense it's almost as bad as ours they've let in 39 goals in 20 Premier League games so their defense is shocking only our attack isn't good enough to take advantage of it the Watford defense was shocking but they still got a 1-1 but there is hope there would be hope if your side was half decent we aren't. Where are we well served? Even people that have served us well in the past are beginning to look frayed at the edges, yeah. like Dubrovka, yeah. for example, yeah. like Saint yes. Maximum, for example. I mean, Almiron now can't get in a bad team. Can't yeah. get in a shocking team because, bless him, when he does... Not only does he play like a headless chicken, but he looks like one. He looks as if, he, when you see his face, he looks as if he's been caught in the headlights, doesn't he? He, he looks as if he doesn't know what to do next. Yeah. I mean, there are so many holes to be plugged in this side. There isn't time between now and the last day of January to do all that's needed to be done. We've just got to have a huge go at it and hope that something comes out the other end. But the way Leeds have gone recently, the way I expect Everton to go now with a change of manager, we are down to, to three teams go down out of four. And at the moment, I don't fancy us, and it, it sounds dreadful, but it's, it's the way it is. There's too much work to be done. And when you study, as you said, guys, when you study our record, one win in 22 games out both the domestic cups at home at the first hurdle, the most number, the least number of wins in the Premiership and the most number of goals conceded outside of Norwich, where's our hope? Yeah, that's yeah. the problem, isn't it, Mal? I mean, we are starting to run out of hope, I think. You know, it, sure. it's... And I saw a, 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 a message come in, um, Steve, uh, at the bottom of the screen, um, that uh, that was having a go at us for being so negative ab about the state of Newcastle at the moment, saying, "Oh, yeah, but we only need two wins and we'll be out of it." Where the company only from? had one so far, and we're way into the second half of the season, for heaven's sake. So if we if we copy the the, the averages of the first half, we'll get another one win. That's three points. Where are you getting two wins from, for heaven's sake? That's why John, myself and Steve are in a panic situation because, for heaven's sake, they're not getting the job done how it should be done. And, and a lot of the time, do they really look as if they're bothered, some of the players? And, and yeah, I'm not so sure. The same person who made right the comment, now. it's Yano. He said, wasn't this all being said before we played Man Ewer? He's saying, I mean, look, you know, we were all doom and gloom before Man United. We've got a 1-1 draw. But they haven't capitalised on that, John. That 1-1 draw, well. 
No, they haven't. We, it, that was our best display of the season. And even yes. that couldn't bring a win. Yeah. But it was our best display of the season. But can I just say, in the defence of us three, there's no more passionate Newcastle United fans than us three. We, we are like the 50,000 that go on the terraces. We care. In the case of Malcolm and myself, well, I load depends on it. The way I, we earn a living is by following Newcastle United. Steve, you've been a huge fan all your life. I'm a, a cradle to grave fan. We are desperate, desperate, desperate for Newcastle to be successful. But if you don't tell the truth, what is the point in, in saying anything? And if you look at the Newcastle record, one win in 22 games this season out of both the Cups at home at the first hurdle, 40-odd goals conceded. They are facts. We're not making them up. They're not opinion. They're facts. And the facts are that we're running out of hope. I have been absolutely decimated over the last two weeks against Cambridge and against Watford when I was convinced we even this squad could win those two games because of the level of opposition, because of the lift we'd got from signings because of the passion of the crowd on match days because the crowd would drag the players over the finish line and we still haven't won of course only two wins in Wilder but those two wins ought to have come against Cambridge it was the cup, it wasn't the league but it would have half given us a lift to go into mm. the league have we beat Cambridge but if we can't beat Cambridge if we can't beat Watford, if we can't beat Norwich at home, if we can't beat Brentford at home, who can we beat? Exactly. That is the concern. Who can we've played Watford twice? We haven't beaten Norwich. We we haven't beaten anybody but Burnley. Um, it is getting to be absolutely terrifying. And to be truthful. There hasn't been enough time from the takeover to be able to change a relentless tide that is only going one way. And it may take the summer to do that. Now, whether in the summer, well, it will take the summer to do that, but whether we're in the Premier League, because we escape somehow by the, the skin of our teeth, or whether we're in the Championship and looking to come straight back, is another matter. But I am beginning to run out of hope Big time, yeah, and uh, and Steve, you you mentioned just before John w w was speaking um, about the the Man United draw, um, yeah. Now, yeah. but the pattern of, and Newcastle, it was their best game, it the best performance that they've shown this season, but the pattern was exactly the same as it's been all the way through. Newcastle score first but can't hold on to it, and they let the opposition score in the last few minutes. How many times has that happened? The pattern is the same whether Newcastle play well or play badly. And that has all got to change. And how do you change it? Well, I, yes, new faces, but they've got to be good enough. They must be good enough. And, I, and, and at the moment, I... I look down on the pitch and I'm not seeing a togetherness. I'm not seeing an understanding. The, the back four are like four individuals. The, mid, the, the middle of the park is another four individuals, well, five. And then, and then up front, we've got, we've got a, a fella who really is going to have to pull his finger out. If he thinks that he can get away with a performance like that, um, not good enough. But now look at Eddie Howe. For heaven's sake, Eddie Howe, what you've been doing in 10 games ain't working. You've got to come up with something new, different, that will suit the players at your disposal that are there at the moment and, and get them functioning. And at, the, and at the moment, Newcastle United isn't functioning. It hasn't been functioning all this season. And so something has got to, to change and, and change in big style. And uh, 
and and don't be afraid to drop people. John, you mentioned about dropping the cells earlier on. Couldn't agree more. He's a total liability, um, and 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 I'm watching Shah watching the cells, and the, and Shah is getting nervous. He's getting jumpy because he oh dear me, what's he going to do? Oh no no, because. He's, there was one time where he knocked a ball backwards back to Shah, and Shah had two players bearing down on him, and 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 it was a bad ball. It went off to the side. Fortunately, Shah dealt with it. But and and, and so That's Shah was playing with a bag of Sissoko well. should score the equaliser long before they got the equaliser. Yes, absolutely. After yeah. Lucelle's mistake. Yes. I mean, it, it, it is so repetitive, it's untrue. Take the armband off them, drop them, play dumb at there, give the armband a trip here. And the, wouldn't uh, you like to see, John and Steve, somebody with the captain's armband on, who starts pointing fingers, demanding, and going and kicking backsides if it ain't right. I think Trippier, I think Trippier would do that. Trippier must wonder what he's got himself into. Absolutely. Because he is absolutely give him the armband now. I give him the armband now because he was more of a captain on Saturday than anybody else. Yeah, 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 he was. Just a little one from Jamie F, because he did put a point up about the singing area. Atmosphere has been awful. Um, and it hasn't just been awful this season. It's been awful for seasons. Now, I put a lot of that down to the, the apathy surrounding the club, the diminishing numbers uh, of season ticket holders and day trippers coming in to, to, to watch the game um, over the Ashley period. But being somebody who goes to away grounds... Um, I've got to be honest, Jamie, it's par for the course. I'm not sure whether you travel home and away as well, but it's par for the course. The away fans out seeing the home fans at virtually every single stadium. Um, it's a modern day thing. Um, we're not quite Americanized yet. Um, but I think that you know, we we've become like uh we we've just become dull as supporters. And the away fans constantly out seeing the home fans, win, lose, or draw. Home fans sit there waiting to be entertained, and the only time you ever hear them is, you know, if a goal scored. Occasionally at the start of the game, obviously, war flags display is fantastic, but then there's nothing. And if the game gets off to a poor start, like it did against Watford, with Watford nullifying everything that Newcastle tried to do and Newcastle not playing up to the standards, then it affects the crowd. And people start murmuring. They start talking to the bloke next to them or the woman next to them. They start messing around on their phones if they can get a signal. Um, you know, they, they go for a pint early. I mean, the, the, you know, this is one of the things in the ground. People go for refreshments. I know people who get in 10 minutes late, go down for a pint 10 minutes before half time, and leave 10 minutes early. They miss half an hour of a game, on average, a game. And those people, if, if you said to them at the end of the season, you add all those half an hours up, you've actually lost two whole games in a season. If you said to them, well, you can have your season ticket, but we're going to take two games off you, they'd go mad. And I mean, this is this is this this is the modern day footballer uh, football fan, unfortunately. Um, singing areas, they do work, and if you could get three thousand people in, it would make the atmosphere better, and maybe that would have a bit more of an effect on the team. Um, but I don't know. It's it's a great point, Jamie. But I think we've got bigger things to be worried about than than the singing area right at this moment in time. Mm -hmm. Certainly won't be top of um, you know me, dad, PIF, and the Rubens list. But I certainly agree with you, mate. The need to speak to the supporters, and I think that'll be something that comes in. In the summer, they'll they'll have to sit down with supporters because there's been a you know there's been a settling in period, but they're going to need to sit down with all of the different supporters groups, decide whether they get a fans forum because this quote this communication's great on Twitter, not everyone's on Twitter. They need this, they need this, you know, they really need to look at that. But at the moment, it's all focused on bringing players in and trying to stay in the Premiership because if they don't do that. It's a different playing field next season. And, um, yeah, it just doesn't bear thinking about. But we're going to have to start thinking about it, unfortunately. OK, we're going to have to start thinking about the time. We've got six minutes left. And great points coming in from everybody. Sorry we couldn't get through all of them tonight. Um, Newcastle play Leeds, Elland Road, this Saturday, 3 o'clock kickoff. Uh, there was 2,690 away tickets. Surprise, surprise, they're all sold out. I think we will be talking tomorrow night on the Three Amigos about the... The, the point system 
because I've noticed in a lot of comments tonight, I've had emails, I've had tweets, I've had messages, text messages from people. People aren't happy that the, the allocation points number is now going up. And a lot of people feel that they've been there through the bad times. And now yeah. those people who've got more points than anybody seem to be getting the option of getting the tickets. Seems to be a bit of a kickoff about that. So we'll talk about that in the three amigos tomorrow. As for the team, Isaac Hayden and Callum Wilson, of course, are still out with long-term injuries. Federico Fernandez and Kieran Clark. Um, well, who knows uh, what's going on with Fernandez? Uh, Kieran Clark still out. Uh, Manquillo is available. Uh, his suspension obviously is up now. Dwight Gale is back in training. Fingers crossed, Dwight Gale and Chris Wood against Leeds. That will give us a little bit of hope anyway. Um, that, you know, fingers crossed, but we, we don't know whether he's going to play him. Um, that's assuming, of course, that he plays Chris Wood. Um, of course, he will be going in against one of his former teams. Uh, as for Leeds, well, they have got an injury crisis, um, as we know. But Tyler Roberts and Joe Geldhart will return from injury. Um, the injured uh, players include Forshaw, Furpo, Bamford, Cooper, Phillips, Shackleton, Cresswell and Greenwood, who are all going to miss out. So a little bit of good news, but as John said, they've just played six or seven young'uns and they all look as good as the ones who were injured, if not better. So yeah. we've got a little bit of concern there. The referee at the weekend is Chris Kavanagh. Uh, this is the first time that he will have looked after us. Uh, and Kevin Friend, or Kevin not our friend, is on VAR, uh, which of course is usually switched off when Newcastle United play. Um, okay, John, um, I'm, I'm going to go against the grain here and get my prediction in before you guys. I'm going for Leeds to win 3-1. John? Well, actually, it's amazing you should say that. I was the, I was thinking, am I going to say 3-0 or 3-1? Uh, and the only reason I say 3-1 is because they've let in 39 goals in 20 games. So you can score against them. Uh, I can't see anything bar Newcastle defeat and by a margin, like 3-1, um, I mean, all I'm hoping and praying for is that having predicted that Newcastle would beat Cambridge and Newcastle would beat Watford and be yeah. totally wrong, if I predict Newcastle to lose, perhaps they'll win, because perhaps the result's going to be opposite of what Gibbo thinks. But I can't see... having The worst thing I did was sit through the West Ham game. I found it absolutely entertaining... Wonderful to watch, and I was full of admiration for them. And Rufina, by the way, we talk about Phillips and we talk about Bamford, but Rufina, what a the, the Brazilian kid who's on their set pieces, etc. What a wonderful, technically gifted player he is. At 18 million, and we are in the transfer market at the moment. Uh, looking for players, and we paid twenty-five million for Wood, and we're looking at thirty million for the severe centre half. Me, at eighteen million, that kid must be one of the greatest pound-for-pound pound Premier League signings there's been of recent times. He's wonderful. I can't see anything but we lose, and they score three times. Sorry, I'm desperate to be wrong, but I feel that I could well be right. Me too, mate. Me too. Malcolm? Mm. John, I I feel exactly the same as you. I really do. Um, and that I'm, I hate myself for, for predicting a, a, a loss um, for Newcastle. Um, but I've got to hate myself again for another weekend, I'm afraid. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to take uh, Leeds to, uh, to win 2-0. And uh, I can't... Oh, um, unless there's radical changes, I can't see Newcastle scoring. You know that when you at home against Watford, one single shot in the whole of the game, it's nonsense. And if you're going away to Leeds and Leeds, they bomb forward. Dear me, they're going to have Newcastle pinned back in their penalty area for very, very long spells. And Newcastle aren't. They're not good at breaking. They're not. Oh well, there's so much that they aren't good at. Um, and I, I can't see them scoring there at all. I, I, I really can't. I hope I'm wrong. Um, uh, uh, and I pray I'm wrong. Um, and I, and I, uh, the, 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 um, the defence is like a Swiss cheese. And so, uh, I, 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 yeah, I'm going to go for 2-0 to, uh, to Leeds. 
Well, I hope we're all all three of us are wrong, uh, and we'll come back next Thursday smiling uh, from yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I very much doubt it. Uh, don't forget tomorrow's uh, three amigos is slightly earlier. Uh, we will be on at four thirty till six because I've got an event on tomorrow night. You're still getting an hour and a half of me and the lads, and uh, yeah, there could be anarchy on the uh, terraces. I think if any castle uh, don't don't start picking up a little bit. Um, but lads, have a good weekend. And as always, don't let the football spoil it. All the best, fellas. Let's Indeed. keep going, pal. Let's keep going. Fingers crossed. And right. toes. And toes. Let's Bye, guys. I hope we all have a good weekend. Talking to myself again But it's easy